0: Hello out there in podcast land. This is Timothy Weber, and I play The Apprentice on Once Upon a Time this season. You are listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. Succumb not to the darkness. Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Hello. Hello. How is everyone?
1: I'm a little congested. How are you? Good. And it's time congestion. You know what it is? It's um, so, raw uh, mm, mm, sore throat. Okay. okay. What? No, I'm I, explaining why I sound funny. Because mm. you know we had a great time last night at the homecoming game for our yeah. niece and nephew that is true that's why i sound a little weird because i was screaming my head off because it was such a good game and the team won Woohoo! Yeah. so anyway
0: people do not like most of this that's okay. probably home time with the ronies just well catching look it's up. just
1: an ex- explanation of why i sound funny because you know somebody might go oh are you sick no i'm not sick i just screamed my head off at a football game last night yes that's all it is
0: so all right So we we did have a wonderful time, but we're going to have a better time right now. This is going to be so much fun. This is the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. There are a lot of them, and we host this one. Yeah. And we're going to be talking a little deeper about the episode entitled The Dark Swan. (laughs) The episode number is 292. We are inching towards 300. What should we do for three hundred? I don't know. Um, what, what do you what do you guys want to do? That you know, whatever. Let us. Well,
1: know. I'll tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to dress up as gladiators and like have oh, an epic battle. Heavens,
0: no, if, if no, I, you don't want me to dress up like a gladiator. All right. Uh, so as I said before, before <laughs> uh, episode number two ninety two, the show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast dot slash two. 92 and i want to thank you for we have new listeners hello new new listeners thank you Hi. so much for joining us and we have listeners from the beginning and they all get purple hearts and gold stars because that's that's an amazing thing for years and years and years just listening to us mm-hmm. oh my yeah. gosh so thank you so much to all mm-hmm And uh, I want to thank folks that support us. And there are different ways that you can support this podcast. It all costs money. Uh, The hosting, the equipment, and all that kind of thing. And we do it for free. So we ask that you would support us. There's a number of ways you can do it. And you can go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support to help us. Mm -hmm. I don't believe there's any news.
1: Uh, I I haven't seen any, but you know what, I've been pretty like, ooh, in the the mental capacity here. Like, so many things going on that I haven't had a chance to look at any.
0: So we are not going to be jumping into the news because there is no news to be found. But we do have some views, some things that we do want to bring up and discuss as about the episode and also little things that we have mentioned before mm-hmm. uh, during the first thoughts episode. So what we want to do is go ahead and jump into our views right now there. I'm putting a link in the show notes and I already mentioned where you can find the show notes of all the dismembered limbs in star Wars. <laughs> There's a bunch. What whole bunch of oh my Lucas had this thing about cutting limbs off, and there's a list of everything.
1: What what does this have to do with Once Upon a Time?
0: Because Zelina cut her hand off to get the cuff off.
1: Oh, gotcha. See, told you. They're really.
0: They are really echoing and giving shout outs to a lot of these really great movies
1: yes they are there
0: was one of raiders of the lost ark to me that's what i saw and then Mm. star wars and Mm -hmm, all these different mm -hmm, things so mm -hmm. those are two gentlemen that i would love to sit down and talk with one day adam and eddie
1: oh adam and eddie well yeah them too they love
0: classic rock and star wars and raiders oh my gosh so that would be a lot of fun in my dreams. Yes. Okay. It was. So I also want to talk about this. Hook did a lot of things right. that were really uncharacteristic uncharacter- of this Hook as a hero role. Right. They're breaking into places, they're breaking people out of places, and that had definite repercussions.
1: He's basically trying to lead Henry astray. Mm-hmm. I mean, Honestly, when he, when that whole conversation, I was like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You weren't, and you realize that when Emma gets beyond this whole darkness thing and she finds out what you did, she's not going to be really happy with you. And that's not going to say she's going to break things off with him and hate him, but she'll be really unhappy that he attempted it. She might understand on one level, but on the other hand, I think she's going to find out and she's going to be like, what are you doing? Why would you do that to my kid? And I mean, that's a, that's one of those things It's it's a, it's a very, you understand why he did what he did, but you kind of go, dude, still not, not, not good. And we've had this conversation before, mm-hmm. um, in other episodes where, you know, look, understandable why somebody did what they did. Still not right. I mean, we talked about this with Rumpel. Yeah. Rumpel's whole entire life. Pretty much. We understood why he wanted to become the dark one. Didn't make it right, but we understood why he did it. Cause mm-hmm. we know he loved his son and that kind of, it didn't justify it, but it, Explained it and made it understandable.
0: Well, kind of getting back to and and I loved I love how our conversations really kind of <laughs> yeah they they, yeah. they they get deep and we get back it's 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 a lot of this is fun this is really a lot of fun I have yeah. so far I have no notes I know what I want to talk about but I have no notes written down. Okay. Getting back to the, your comment, which is absolutely true, is that relationships are messy. Mm-hmm. I posted something on Twitter and I said, coming from a divorced home, people that really want a certain ship to go a certain way,
2: mm-hmm.
0: coming from a divorced home, you understand that the ship that you wanted to continue in a certain way, mm-hmm. you no one can can make that happen. No one by multitude thousands and people on twitter we want this certain thing sometimes in life mm-hmm. it just doesn't right. work and i think that's what i enjoy about once upon a time is that it pulls in that idea that even though you like a certain couple mm-hmm. or whoever mm-hmm. friends and whatever it life is messy
2: mm-hmm.
0: things don't work out yeah. people die and yeah. it, it's like I watched the beginning of, or I watched a little bit of Bambi. There's a PBS special about Walt Disney, and mm-hmm. I, I watched it. And I watched that uh, ending of Bambi when we hear the mother shot get shot by the Even hunter. In the beginning, the beginning, yeah. And I was like, that is deep. I got misty eyed. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting how sometimes people don't want that kind of darkness, if you will, mm-hmm. in family-friendly things. But it's life. It happens. Mm-hmm. People die. People break up. It doesn't work out. And mm-hmm. it's just, that that's the way it is. That's why... It, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, it, it's very difficult to process that sometimes, but you have to in order to move on. Because, you honestly, you have to move on, right? right. I mean, it's not... It's not healthy to stay stuck in that mental state. It's okay to grieve and be sad and be unhappy that, you know, something didn't go well with a relationship or if someone passes away, it's incredibly sad, you know, and I don't want to diminish that. I don't want anybody to think I'm being harsh or insensitive because that's really not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say grieve process it and then move forward because that is life. It has to continue. Yeah. Flowers. Perfect example. Flowers will bloom and then they die. Right. But then they'll bloom again. Just give them a chance. Let them go through their regrowth process. Sometimes you have to shed. Sometimes you have to prune, but sometimes just leave them alone and they will eventually bloom again and that is the truth i think i think that's what's being said here in the show even you know i mean i think they're they're saying look you know bad things are happening and just give it some time let people step up to the plate to do what they need to do but don't rush anything don't push anything because when you do it's not going to make things better just let things happen the way they're supposed to happen I, it's hard but mm-hmm. we need to do that
0: the best thing that you can do to the best things you can do, obviously, grief,
1: mm-hmm. feel,
0: be in that moment and in time, move on. Yeah. But the most important thing to do is today, right now, whatever you love, whatever you enjoy, whatever you like, mm-hmm. enjoy it as much as you can. Spend mm-hmm. time with those people. Tell them what they mean to you. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy once upon a time, enjoy it. Enjoy it because yeah. one day it'll be gone.
1: Yeah.
0: And you'll look back and you'll say I wish it was still here. It can't be still here. Yeah. But you know, in that moment, it's just spend time with that family member, the the friend, the 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 whatever. Right. And remember Remember that's the most important mm-hmm. thing. Always remember those the times and the mm-hmm. things that you've done that's yep. important yep. and you know it it comes back to really what is important and that's really why I love once upon a time is because mm-hmm. they they do kind of give little shout outs back and, and you remember. You're upset that Graham is gone. You're upset that Neil is gone. You're upset and sad. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Did you really enjoy them while they were here? And sometimes this life goes so fast. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do it. But it's important to do it, I think. So I had a couple of epiphanies, and I want to talk about them. And then if you had some more things, we'll talk about that. And then we'll move on to... The fantastic emails, kind of a kind of a weird show, but I am glad we're kind of talking about these. It's things.
1: a deep show, and I think that it's okay because season one, season five, episode one was a pretty deep show.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the Dark One Dagger should not be connected to Excalibur at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it is. You know, I, I really get back to what the Apprentice said. Both sides of the coin.
2: Mm-hmm. There
0: are two sides of things. There's the light and the dark, mm-hmm. the good and the bad, mm-hmm. and they are separate for a reason. Mm-hmm. That the tip of the Excalibur sword was removed for some reason. Yeah. Do not. And I, I, I think there's more to what Merlin told young Emma. Mm-hmm. I. I mean we could take it at face value, but I also think it has a larger meaning of leave it alone, don't mess with it and and the whole I think the x caliber and the dark one dagger is kind of like we've seen it over and over and over. I think right. the x caliber and the dark one dagger being separate is a law, if you will like the law of magic that mm-hmm. we've seen in mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in mm-hmm. Wonderland. Yeah. And and these laws and this dark one dagger that controls the dark one, these are all there because just like Emma said, just like Henry said, it's too much power for someone to have. Right. You need that check and that balance. Mm-hmm. You need the yin and the yang. You need the good and the bad to to balance it out. Mm-hmm. And so putting that together somebody's going to get the idea. Oh my gosh, that'll, that'll fix it. That'll remove the darkness. But we've seen what happens when people do that, when they have this idea put in by an author or apprentice, we will remove all the darkness, all the bad stuff from life from somebody. We'll do that and we'll put it in. I don't know that person over there. That's crazy thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know, but people try and do that kind of stuff. Let's keep them away from this type of school or this or that. We'll ensure they're good things in life. You can't do that. No, nope. it, it, you, you've got to teach them to be strong. And it, this is a wild episode, this, and, this one. Yeah, here yeah. but but there are reasons why things are the way they are, and we need to figure out why that it, the Excalibur and the Dark Wind dagger is separate. We need to figure out why. In, yeah. Instead of saying, "Well, we'll just put it together," you, you you need to find out more. So,
1: I mean, it could go either way. Honest mm-hmm. to God, it could go either way. Where putting them together would be epic catastrophe beyond all imagination, or it could be the thing that saves everyone and then brings balance back to the world. Do you? You know what I'm saying? Sure. I
0: remember, and thinking back, and I tweeted this too, and I can't remember if I said it in the first thoughts, but the Excalibur that was used in the Lost Girl episode for Snow was to give her courage to Mm -hmm. be the leader. And the Excalibur here, if you notice, Arthur actually kind of lied. He said, well, it'll give the people hope.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But because he has part of Excalibur, does that mean he's part king or is he really the true king i mean he pulled it out of the stone yeah but i mean it's
1: yeah but that was the statement see the assumption has always been as far as we know the story that he pulled out an entirely whole sword right but maybe he really didn't maybe that was the point i mean again merlin is kind of the key to a lot of this Yep. and once they reunite him It'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Really interesting, actually.
0: Uh, For a half second, I thought maybe he was trapped in that uh, Dark One dagger. But Hmm. I don't know. That could be just a crazy thought. My final epiphany, and then we'll move on to the uh, very, very cool emails, uh, is that I saw a very um, interesting thread theme from the Wizard of Oz in the Dark Swan episode. Hmm. this green cyclone
2: mm-hmm. took
0: grannies mm-hmm. and the people in grannies to this other land not Oz but another land
1: well it's because Zelina used that she opened that portal and sure. of course being that she is from Oz and green and she was taken to Oz in a cyclone that's kind of why that why that happened so she opened the portal that would fit her personality. Would Regina's portal have been different? I think so. Would Snow's portal have been different? I think so. Would Rumpel's portal have been different? Right. Yes. So,
0: So, and, and let's, let's kind of put this as a tab to remember a little yellow sticky note. We see another way to get a portal now. Yeah. We've seen a lot of different ways, a lot of different portals now and continuing on with the theme from the wizard of Oz, the anti M Shack or Grannies
1: right. came back mm-hmm.
0: to Storybrook and brought them back. The question is who sent it back? Who caused it to come back? Mm-hmm. That's a valid question. And um my bigger question is, was Zelina behind that whole switcheroo? Because it looked I mean, look, you got green cyclone. Mm-hmm. You would think it's going to Oz. So I think Zelina kind of thought this whole thing through and sent them to Camelot. Yeah. I, I, I don't know.
1: Well, and that's the thing, is that they knew they needed to go. It changed directions when Regina took over everything. Okay. All right. right?
0: So that that's just I think and What's really interesting is that once you see a shapeshifter, you get nervous, and I talked about this man I don't know, like two seasons well, Cora and all that stuff, you get nervous, you say, "Oh, is that Cora, is that Cora remember all that stuff and now you know, I'm kind of nervous because i'm I'm certain well, I'm certain that that was Merlin in there, but then I'm thinking, well, maybe it was Rumple or maybe it was Lena. I don't know now, you know, and then we start talking about how hooks really acting unhook like maybe hook is you know but I, i think Zelina's kind of involved in that whole switching lands to go to somewhere else i i don't know but anyhow that was my epiphany for that so there's
1: an interesting i just realized something too in season four last episode right in the towards the end They're in this cell with Zelina. I'm talking about Regina and the author. And Zelina is being told what's going to happen to her. And she pretty much says, well, can you really do that? And he says, well, yeah, the pen is mightier than...
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: If you finish that with the real popular phrase... Pen is mightier than the sword.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And now first episode of the season, we have a sword. We have Excalibur, which is like one of the most magical, most famous swords in all of like history. Yeah. There's something to that. Sure. What if connecting the Dark One dagger back with the sword resets everything? Okay, kind of like rewrites history, so to speak, just resets it.
0: It just it it makes me it makes me nervous. The the I'll go with you this far. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. If this is the next to the last season,
2: mm-hmm.
0: let's say that it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll go with you there, and they're they're following the lost kind of thing, yeah. where it's all reset. And they go somewhere, Storybrooke, mm-hmm. wherever. Sure. And the last season is we have to go back. Right. To make it the way it was. Right. Living in Storybrooke or wherever.
1: Right. And that is a distinct possibility. But what I'm thinking is, okay, so let's go with that phrase again. The pen is mightier than the sword. Right. Right. But the author said, well, everything. hmm Right? Yep. And he was being smart and sarcastic and what have you. But if that's the truth is that it is really, truly mightier than the sword, then, and Henry broke the pen so he can't rewrite it because that was one of the things Hook tried to demand. Just rewrite Emma, not evil. Don't right, make right. her the dark one. Henry can't do that. Can't be the only pen.
2: Right.
0: I, I I figured somehow Henry would Unless pull back as into the author role.
1: He will be, and here's the thing: what if if the pen is mightier than the sword, mm-hmm. and the pen is gone, does that make the sword now? Well, okay. I mean, the Dark One dagger is pretty powerful, right? But even the pen would have been able to overpower the the Dark One dagger. <laughs> but
0: remember what Hook said. He, he said because Henry said I broke the pen. Yeah, and he said. But there's another way that's more difficult that can basically get you back in the seat as the author. And that's this quest that they're on, or hooks mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be very interesting to see.
1: It will be very interesting to see how that w- ultimately I think they're going to end up having to find find Merlin, free him from wherever he is, reunite him with whatever. They're going to have to get the apprentice to help out as well. What's going to happen to him? What's going to happen to Rumple? I mean, there's so many questions. And it is going to be, I think, a very exciting season to see where they go with it. Because there's so many possibilities of where they could go with this.
0: Absolutely. And we're going to be jumping into emails. And I just wanted to mention quickly that I sent out some uh, big love premiere super packs to three um, three podcasts so I sent to uh, Daniel J Lewis and the team over there at the once podcast mm-hmm. and I sent one to uh, Brittany and Amanda at once upon a podcast mm-hmm. and I also sent one to Marissa at the afterbuzz TV once upon a time uh, podcast and they do videos as well yeah and so there's a lot of choices out there for a lot of different ways that you can enjoy once upon a time. And so uh, I think I think we need to do what we can to come together. In, in, in some ways, we do compete. But I think it is good that we look at things from a different angle yeah. and people get a lot of different things. So uh, I hope they enjoyed it and uh, they mentioned it on their podcast. And so I just wanted to let you know. What we did during our summer <laughs> hiatus. <laughs> so let's jump into our email points. The first is from Alina. And she loved Merida. And mm-hmm. she also loved Jennifer Morrison as the dark swan. She said, I felt her icy presence. And I, I would have mm. to agree. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the way she turned over so quickly to Sneezy and asked, who are you? Uh, and turned him into Stone. That was excellent. Uh, and we will continue. I'm going to post all these uh, emails in the show notes. This is from Chris. It just Chris. We attract Chris's. We do a lot of that. And that's, yeah. that's wonderful. We
1: know a lot of Chris's.
0: All right. So uh, hi, Jeff and Colleen. First, the obligatory Star Wars references. Nice force choke, Emma. That's true. <laughs> She's she has learned well. For all the times she tried to convince Emma to use her power, Rumple should have just been named Palpatine in this episode. Absolutely, yeah. I guess it was a Palpatine evil force ghost <laughs> that no one could see but her. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, now for a few other similarities to other works for anyone familiar with the show Dexter, I have yet to see Dexter.
1: I understand the premise of it, but mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I know. I think I know where Chris is going to go with this. But go Rump- ahead.
0: Rumpel now seems to be filling the role of Emma's dark passenger, mm-hmm. which was the name Dexter gave to his internal impulse to be a serial killer. Yep. And that, that that's exactly where right I was to
1: expecting to go. Yeah, okay. I totally, I've only seen a couple of episodes of Dexter and it like freaked me out a little bit because I, you know, it's... One, one, of of one of
0: the cool things about you is, is you are always a surprise. I'm talking to Colleen. Yeah is that you're always full of surprises. Yeah. You know just little enough, but little things about all kinds of different things. I do. And I'm... I can't watch all these shows, but somebody will talk about it, and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a da-da-da, and so-and-so's in that. I'm just yeah. – I'm blown away. Yeah. So –
1: And like I, I said, there were a couple of episodes I think that I saw, and it was – it seemed like it would be really good, but then you know this whole serial killer thing was what just yeah. kind of threw me a little bit. I, I don't know. Maybe if I started from the beginning, I might be able to watch it, but I've heard it's really, really good.
0: Mm-hmm. All right sorry chris we will jump back in when i saw emma's outfit at the end of the episode i immediately thought of pinhead from the hellraiser <laughs> series i highly doubt that the needles? was what they were going for but it fits because it's tough to get much darker than uh, than pinhead keep yeah. up the great work chris yeah yeah i mean yeah or
1: maybe the matrix or something like that uh- yeah i would I actually kind of now see the whole pinhead thing too, which is really funny. Yeah. Just no pins, of course, but right. yeah, wow.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Chris. And yes. this is Chris from North Carolina. Different Chris, <laughs> again another probably Chris. A different state. So, yeah. hey, y'all, it's good to be back. Uh, this was a great episode. I didn't like it as much as last year's premiere, but still good. Mm-hmm. Before my top five, I have one gripe. I grow tired of all the retconning they do with Emma. You mean to tell me all this time she never said anything about a mysterious man telling her she would have the opportunity to remove Excalibur? Doubtful. But enough negativity, my top 5. I I agree, but it's kind of like getting to know a person and you know you're you're talking to somebody about something and then they'll say it's interesting you should bring that up.
2: Mm-hmm. I've
0: never told anyone this story. And then they da 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 da. Well, so.
1: and, and then let's also kind of address that a little bit. Emma would have been six years old at the time. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this. So her memory of that may be a little fuzzy. I mean, I remember some stuff from when I was five and six years old, but I don't remember specific conversations. Granted, that might have been a little more memorable, but again, at the time, she was terrified of being caught for stealing the candy. And the funny thing is, is that it didn't dissuade her later in life. She, as a teenager, was trying to steal stuff, too. So it's funny how good little Emma Swan wasn't, again, all that good.
0: And. I'm sorry, Chris. In New York, I have to say this one more from thing. New York, I thought it was. North I'm Carol- North Carolina. Sorry, <laughs> NC.
1: North Carolina.
0: All right. So I totally missed it the the first time I watched the episode. You can hear like the it, it could be the adoptive mother or in, in the um, the foster mother, the yeah. foster mother, yeah. or it could be the person kind of in charge of the chaperone Mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. the movie group. But I heard her say in the episode, let's all stay together now. Yeah. So anyway, that's why she was kind of looking around at different kids because she was part of the group and I, I missed that. So,
1: and maybe she wasn't part of the group, that's the weird part. I think she was, but it's, yeah, it's, I need to watch it again. But she
0: didn't have enough money to buy um, uh, candy. And that's probably why she looked at the kids at the candy counter and all that. Yeah. It's a deep show. There's a lot of things, and even just the little visual things, you need to watch it all.
1: yeah, All
0: right. Chris from North Carolina, back to your email. Sorry. Uh, Number five, the Storybrooke gang, as I'm calling them, I'm so glad they finally gave more information about the wand that -hmm. the apprentice used to imprison the author. Mm -hmm. Although I do question why it was crafted with light and dark. Maybe Merlin isn't as uh, benevolent as we'd like to think. I'm sad to see the apprentice go, and see that's a big question. Did he fall asleep, or did he die? I'm not sure.
1: I think I he's don't asleep. Know. I think he's asleep.
0: Yeah. Timothy Weber is amazing, mm-hmm. and I hope to see him again in flashbacks. I think we will see him again.
1: Oh I'm sure. I can't
0: it. believe they needed Zelina to help uh, to t- um, tell them how the portal worked. Mm-hmm. They should know this. Hook's reaction to Henry breaking the quill was probably my favorite part of the mm-hmm. episode. He literally facepalmed. He literally facepalmed. Mm-hmm. Zelina is playing such a bigger role than I, I had expected, which I'm glad of. Rebecca Mater is amazing. Mm-hmm. She is. She is. Uh, it was hilarious that they called out her own continuity error with Robin realizing was Zelina but not realizing it was Marion. I don't understand it at all. But it is, yeah, it's kind of funny that they wrote that in. It's yeah. Like, wow, it's, it's amazing you recognize me now, but you didn't recognize me back then. Hmm. Right. Ah, wow. Number four, the rose from Beauty and the Beast. So many feels. hmm And that is a nice kind of a reminder and also a tension builder when mm-hmm. she's in Camelot. And yeah, we don't know. Uh, it's six weeks later. Yeah did you know, where's Rumpel? Where's Gold, right? He's in the coma. But we don't, we don't know what no, happened to that rogues right, during that six she, weeks.
1: Right, so. we don't know what happened to it. But he's in the coma. I'm okay. pretty confident he's still he's still fine.
0: But it, it builds tension if there was a problem.
2: Oh, so, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Number three, Camelot. I love the reveal that the dagger was made from Excalibur. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to learn more about Camelot. Having Lancelot back is nice, too. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, again... They do well to kind of twist these characters back in. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Cora and who? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Hopefully he's not Cora again. Number two, Merida. I think they did such a good job with Merida, the Mm -hmm. actress playing her. Amy Manson. Hi, Amy. You did really great. Mm -hmm. Playing her did phenomenal, although I feel her hair should be bigger. You know, I'm with you there. I'm with you there because we're so used to seeing... You know, these really great animated digital features.
1: I still cannot get the image of Katy Perry playing a prison guard on Raising Hope. Okay. Out of my head when I see Merida. Because it's the same... Hair, I swear,
0: I can't get and the vision Katy like Perry out of my head now. Thank you. Well, that. that's yeah, one. No, that's one. I'm
1: telling you, I have to see if I can find an yeah. image of that. You can mm-hmm. post it and see if see what you think.
0: Okay, I'll, I will <laughs> it's probably pretty funny. enjoy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Her and Emma play really well uh, with each other. I think mm-hmm. she will be a great asset to the show, and I hope she sticks around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I actually had a bit of a problem that they kind of made up really fast. If I almost killed someone, I I don't know that they would kind of turn around and say, "Ah, it's okay." I mean, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, that was a little that was a little quick.
0: And 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 I kind of almost squeezed it she and did, killed, and 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 then put it back. I don't know. I don't know if I trust that person. Uh, she knew she couldn't shoot her with an arrow, I right. guess. Right. No, she knew but that that was going to happen. Okay, I'll continue. Number one, Dark One Emma. Seeing Emma come out of the Dark One pit was so amazing. And I have her... And having Dark One Rumple as her Darth Sidious. Ah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so fun, and I love that they did it this way. It's a relief that Emma was trying to fight the darkness. Trying to... Oh, true to her character, in my opinion. Yeah, the the wrestling and the pushing away and the making yeah. statements, I will not hurt the ones I love. Right. And that kind of a thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The reunion between Emma and the Storybrooke gang was awesome. So glad they talked Emma out of killing Merida. Yeah. Emma gave Regina the dagger when she did. That was tear-worthy. And that's true. You, mm-hmm. mean, you have to pick somebody that... Um, has gone farther than you and knows more, so that they can make really great decisions. And, and and I love the fact that at the end, when Regina said, "Don't make me do what you promised me," and she was kind of warning her,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then she reached down. I mean. Regina from season one, if she was even near this, would have already done something. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But the Regina now is very, it, it's its like an old school person that just uh, knows a whole lot now. Well, really? and that's the thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the relationship between them now and the relationship between them in season one, it's completely night and day difference. Yeah. So...
0: Alright, uh, so talking about uh, Emma giving Regina the dagger I love where their relationship has come The ending was a downer I'm disappointed that they're retreading the same story with the lost time and memories Dark One Emma looks great though, this is going to be fun I give this premiere 8.25 out of 10 onion rings Ah!
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Chris from North Carolina
1: Very nice, thank you
0: This is from Janice And Janice uh, follows us on Twitter. And if you do not follow us on Twitter, that's really sad. And you should. You should follow us at at OUATpodcast. Pretty please. It's really a lot of fun. Sometimes we have messages from Tony Amendola, which Mm -hmm. is really a great day
1: oh it's always it is really a lot of fun It is all
0: right this is from janice hello jeff and colleen i'm not sure you remember me it's janice marie if you have if you need help remembering i'm the girl you wish happy birthday to on november 8th and i do remember that yeah the night uh, that recorded for one of your main shows for season four it's been a long while yeah but i I do remember almost a year wow I just wanted to share with you some of my thoughts on the Season 5 premiere of Once Upon a Time. McKenna Grace as Little Emma, super cute.
1: Oh, totally my agree. gosh. Yes.
0: They really are phenomenal. And I'm calling out uh, is it, uh, Veronica Rooney, I think, is the casting.
1: Yes, I believe you're right.
0: And you do fantastic work. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's just really...
1: Yeah their, casting, yeah, their casting folks are really good.
0: And I think Veronica Rooney is on Twitter, I believe. Oh, nice. So, uh, I will continue with Janice's email. I can totally see her growing into Abby Ross, who mm-hmm. grows into Jennifer Morrison.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Amazing casting, as always. And the big reveal of the Dark One Dagger turning out to be the last piece of Excalibur. What? That's yeah. That was, that was really, mm-hmm. really cool. Probably the biggest plot twist since Darth Vader revealed he was Luke's father. I would agree. <laughs> it's up there. It's I definitely up there.
1: That was great.
0: I'm not sure that I can trust Merlin. He doesn't seem like a good guy to me. He looks to me like he had something to do with the creation of the Dark One dagger. Well, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. He had something to do with it somehow did you guys notice that Henry was protecting Roland inside of granny's diner? I, I saw it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't remember to say anything, but it was very, very cute and nice. It was just so great. Big brother kind of saying, you know, come here, you know, I'll protect you right here. Yeah. And there was a great hug with, uh, Regina hugging Henry too. Yeah. It's some really great stuff. And, um, so, uh, oh, my goodness, Janice says, it was just too darn cute. I felt as though I was going to get adorbs. I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know that one either. That's a new term.
0: It's a, I am, I am old, but it's, it's a good term, and there you go. <laughs> uh, lastly, seeing Dark One Emma at the end of the episode, she looked amazing, mm. and I did get one photo of her in the uh, tr- in the van leaving uh, one of the sets, and I did not post it, but I'll I'll post it now.
1: Oh, yeah, we can totally post that yeah. now. Yeah, she was really close to where we were, and that was really awesome.
0: I love that her voice was significantly lower for the part. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing acting choice that Jennifer made there. Also, everyone looked stunning in their Camelot attire, mm-hmm. especially Henry, who looked like sort of a knight in training. Yeah. 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 But uh, Jennifer Morrison really did a great job. And for the most part, she's very. She doesn't get a lot of real depth all the time. She she doesn't go from one to ten and one to ten and one to ten. And and this was really kind of a chilling edge to her normal. Yeah, it was.
1: It was great to see to see that she has range. Not yeah. that we haven't seen that before because I think we have. We've mm-hmm. seen, it's very, in some cases, it's been more subtle. But she definitely has range and I love the fact that she completely changed the personality. I yeah. mean, yeah. this is not Emma. This is a very, um, and, it's, and it's, it's a very obvious, I think, nod to how Robert Carlyle has portrayed Rumpel and Mr. Gold because Mr. Gold and Rumpel Stiltskin versus the dark one. They're totally different personalities. And even... I mean, I think all the characters that have had a dual character, Ginny when she was evil Snow, true, that was incredible. You know, and then Lana... Lana has done dual roles. And I I love the fact that, you know, these actors are so accomplished that they can do this and make us believe that this is, you know, this is their personality right now. I mean, it's just... it's, It's really it's a really fantastic thing
0: look it, it's a it's a beautiful cast on, oh, down yeah. the line but I tell, I, I really kind of <laughs> had a thing for dark Jenny I little it remind me of uh, college days you know a little spiked hair and, oh, yeah. wow okay, yeah I was yeah that was pretty cool uh, anyhow let's okay let's so let's talk about you mentioned um, uh, Robert Carlyle and Jennifer Morrison, the dark one. Mm-hmm. The the biggest difference, though, is... Here's a little quiz for those who are listening. You, you already know this. How did Robert Carlyle pick his voice for mm-hmm. stillskin?
1: Do you want me to answer?
0: Da, 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 da. Okay, go ahead.
1: He patterned it after his little son when he was six years old. Mm-hmm. He's now fun what? voice he's now what he'd be like ten or eleven now, yeah, yeah,
0: so, but Emma's dark one doesn't have a completely different voice, which is kind of it, interesting
1: it's not a completely different voice, there's a definite difference in the timbre of her voice, right, but there's also a difference in her speech pattern, mm-hmm, she's much more clipped, it's almost. I can't explain it, but it, it, there's a distinct difference. It's just not, there's not a huge difference in her, in the timber. It's just the mannerisms and how she speaks and how she looks and that, you know, look on her face. It it, honestly, you know what it looks like to me? I'm going to just throw this out there. I think her heart is not in her body right now. Okay. I think she's taken it out to protect it. Okay. Or somebody has taken out. Her heart for her and is holding on to it and protecting it. Just going to throw that out there as a possibility because that's the difference that I see. It's kind of like how when Cora was Cora, Cora was very sensual and very laughy and very happy and jovial and what have you when she was Cora. Right. And then when she took her own heart out and was crazy, bitchy Cora, then. She was more uh she was more mannered, more clipped, more and I see kind of similarities with, with Emma being the dark one that because even when he was the dark one, Rumpel still loved Belle. Yeah, and I don't see that same yeah. caring and concern for her family and for everybody else, which to me well we sp- just screams her heart's not in her body because when you don't have your heart in your body you can't love you don't have the ability to love as much regina did because regina felt it deeply but i think emma's a little bit different we
0: don't well we need to watch it played out but i understand what you're saying
1: i'm just telling you at some point in time yeah. this season we're going to see emma's heart's not in her body okay
0: that's I, my prediction yeah i i'm still kind of stymied that they didn't do a a completely different voice but you know it's a sultry kind of a dark one so that's fine and, and and that works for me yeah all right so uh i will continue on in my opinion that was okay the uh, strongest uh keep up the great work it's great that once is back but it's even greater that your podcast is back and i get to listen to you guys again <laughs> after months of hiatus your biggest fan Janice Marie. Thank well, you so thank much, you. Janice. Very, very and kind And hopefully of you. this
1: episode doesn't change your mind because <laughs> we've kind of rambled a little bit in some spots.
0: Yeah. But. And it's probably more real than people expect. Yeah. All right. The next email is from Trace. Welcome back, Colleen and Jeff. Thank <laughs> That's you. That's Trace. <laughs> <laughs> a few things before I dive into this excellent season premiere. I was having a terrible Monday, but there you were. So nice to have you back and hear the two of you again chatting about a new season. It has turned my day around. Thanks so much for that.
1: Aww, and a shout sweet. out
0: to both of you. One of the reasons I love your podcast is because you're a great couple and it comes through. Mm-hmm. I've heard you send gift baskets to other podcasters and it may be smile proves why I tune in and listen to you twice every week. That was so great. You two are awesome. Okay, Ronnie love fest over. <laughs> let's get into the dark swan. <laughs> OMG, OMG. And thank
1: you, Trace, for that. Yes, absolutely. Very, very nice. It's very sweet.
0: This was so great and so worth the wait. First off, let's get into the elephant in the room. We have a mind swipe again. Not sure why everyone is not groaning. It's an, it's an OUAT trope. Yes, but mm-hmm. it works here so well. Mm-hmm. We can't keep flashing back to the Enchanted Forest pre We've done that for four seasons, but, and we're out of adventures there. This new time jump and new mind swipe allows us to continue the flashbacks we love. And now we see all new adventures. We can see the story unfold about how and why Emma went dark in Camelot through the eyes of our favorite characters. Mm-hmm. This is what we all love about the show, right? That is true. So chillax, everyone, and just <laughs> enjoy it's going to be great. Oh, Trace, I, you, oh my God, you need to write a book Yeah. that all oncers need to read. It just, you know, send chamomile tea and just chillax and yep. give everyone breathing <laughs> um, um, breathing instructions and whatever. Yep. So that, yep. that's really, yeah. Nope, great. love it, love it. I think Merlin's visit to Emma in the theater was foreshadowing to our entire group. Mm-hmm that doing the right thing doesn't always get a good result. I think we're going to see our cast of heroes doing what they think is the right thing to save Emma yet mm-hmm. didn't turn out so well as right. we see the last five minutes of the episode, which was delicious by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I need to I I need to say this right here before I forget. Sorry, Trace, is that Emma is Regina in season one. Hmm. The reason why she is so upset is someone did something to her. Oh, yeah. And if you'll notice, you all will be punished. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of something when you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're going to see something when she was very, very, very young that really stuck with her. And then they let her down. And that's really what she went to
1: yeah yeah possibly very possibly
0: okay I will continue yes JMO uh, played the dark swan so great I can't wait to find out what she means by you failed me
2: mm-hmm. and
0: again it's very similar to season one we wanted right. to find out what Regina meant as far as what Snow did right Colleen loved your theory on the gray relating to the swan her smoke was even gray mm-hmm. if you notice when she poofed away at the end yes it's true I have my theories, but I'll wait a few episodes to see them unfold. You are very wise trace mm-hmm. i am the I am the other person who talks <laughs> says, my theory is this it's it's good to wait sometimes. The yeah. dagger is part of excalibur. Oh, that was brilliant. Leroy's speech was super cute and poignant to say the least that is true, and it really kind of moves them into a more. Um, a critical role of yeah. the town. Yeah. We true. always knew they were. Team 7 really keeps that town together. So They do. Merida was perfection. Emma catching arrows was one of the best scenes, as was her taking Merida's heart. So compelling. Naughty Rumple being the devil on her shoulder. So great. Mm-hmm. Emma giving Regina the dagger. Big feels. Mm-hmm. Zelina does wicked like no other. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. I could go on and on. I loved everything about the episode and can't wait for Sundays. Things that made me go, hmm. And they're, they're always that. Yeah. And just remember the chamomile tea and the breathing exercises. <laughs> yeah. I love the nod to Beauty and the Beast with the rose, but now she's gotten this giant glass rose to haul around. Okay. Really fast. <laughs> we saw that when they filmed the scene yeah. in the middle of the street in the daylight. And... I took pictures and I go, what is she carrying?
1: Yeah, we can. Figure I don't know, it know what it was,
0: but now we know.
1: Actually, and it's
0: not glass. It's like it's. It has it's this
1: milky white color, which I think plastic is plastic
0: cover of the glass. Well, thing.
1: here's what I think it is. I think it was just a reference point because yeah, yeah. they CGI'd in the the rose. Okay. All right,
0: uh, and not practical at all in a tornado. <laughs> That's true. No. Yeah, you don't want to be there. And why didn't Blue go along? Uh, I think she has plans with uh, Mr. Gold there. I think she's going to... Everybody thinks she's shady. Blue shady. Mm-hmm. And and so... Uh,
1: Fifty Shades of Blue?
0: That's my... Uh, that's my little comment there. I think Wait, that didn't sound naked. right. Right. But
1: you know what I'm saying? I know. I'm not saying that. I'm my saying... My hair
0: is 50 shades of gray. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> Trace. You'd think she'd be great, a great asset with her knowledge and power. Mm-hmm. Just saying. That's yeah. true. She would have been great. Yeah. But Lost in this show, they always love to kind of keep the big group apart. Right. So that one thing happens to one group and then they can't tell the other group and it's just bad.
1: Right. Somebody needs to protect Rumple from who knows what. But
0: ah, this is a great question. Trace is asking, "Where's Lily?"
1: That's what I asked too. That's I'm like, "Where's Lily? Where's Maleficent?" Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, kids. Yeah, we poor Marco.
0: A... He's out Dude. there fixing a Dude. clock in a in a garage, Ex- and, and all that's going a- on. Uh,
1: Pinocchio. August. Yeah. Where's August?
0: He's in the middle of the forest in yeah, his yeah. trailer or something. Yeah.
1: No, she, Man. no, th- th- they were all like not there.
0: Where's Bo Peep locked up? I don't know oh, no. where all I'm these people are. I'm not worried
1: about Bo Peep. I'm more worried about August. All right. all right. But, but the excellent point because it's like, wait a minute. They made such a production about Lily and Maleficent last season, and now all of a sudden, where the heck is Lily and Maleficent?
0: Yeah. You know, I, I would love for them just to hire Will um, the Knave back one more time. Yeah. <laughs> It's just kind of a fun little scene, like "Hello," you know. Not tell anyone. Yeah, that would be funny because yeah. Camelot, and it's it's perfect. For the, I
1: know, mm, I know.
0: But he's in another show. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. is
0: he England? Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. Well,
1: that's too bad. I think
0: it's called "This Is This Is England" or something. Anyway, <laughs> that should be a great confrontation. Yeah. Yeah, Lily and all that. I hope we will still get to see the. Who's her daddy? Drama unfold here. I yeah, mean, I believe we will.
1: That's the other thing. Emma made a production last season and the last season, telling her she would help her find her dad. If and especially since Lily's going to stay now because her mom can't leave, maybe that's why. Because all you Maleficent needed can't leave.
0: All you needed was uh, to have Maleficent run up with Lily and see the dark one in the doorway. Yeah. And you know, have the dark one say something. You know, who are you? What do you want? And and have you know Regina yell out, say, you know, watch out, you know, something like that. And and she'll say, well, I, like, I'm gonna go do something. She would know. She would know. They should have just had some kind of something uh, that she was at least there. So I I agree. I'm gonna agree with Trace. Why did they bring Zelina? Lock her in the cell with a protection spell. And let her to, um, let her be meditating for a while, if she gets near a knife again, who knows what would happen? Yeah, oh, wait, wait to peer pressure a teenager hook.
1: Well, the funny thing is, um, is a, Regina knew what was going to happen almost. Yeah, do you remember that? Turns in, she goes, she goes, "I'm not an idiot. you know I, you know she predicted what was going to happen with Selena in the middle of the street. That's why she ended up taking over and putting the cuff back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there's like, it It may have been part of the plan because they needed her to do what she needed to do and they couldn't get her to do it willingly. So they did kind of, it was is basically a, a wookie prisoner. Yeah. Ploy again.
0: I get that. He's def- desperate to save Emma, but yeah. let's hope he's learned from his, from that Epic fail. Yeah. He's so cutie cute. I'll forgive him for that. Okay.
2: Oh, I
1: think Colleen Wilton. He's do. adorable.
0: Big love, Oncers. Glad to be back. You can't wait to hear all your emails and theories. It gets me through the week. Talk to you all next week. Trace. Thank you so much, Trace. Thank you. For that awesome That was email. a
1: weird thank you, by the way. What? My voice went weird because of, you know.
0: And you You enjoy football games. I do. All right. This is from Dan Hyatt. Greetings, Colleen and Jeff. So glad uh, to so glad to venture to Storybrooke again with you two. Here are my thoughts, comments on the show. Number one, the main plot line sounds so much like a Charlie Daniels song. The devil went up to Storybrooke and he's looking for a soul to steal. He found Swan. He's the son of a gun and he's willing to make a deal. That is, <laughs> that is true.
2: That is awesome.
0: And, and Dan, you are quoting the radio edit.
1: Yes, you are.
0: And that's (laughs) very wise of you, sir. All right, number two.
1: That's a great pull, though. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway.
0: Number two, Emma's hooded clothes reminded me color-wise somewhat of the leaked photos, uh, the early ones, Mm -hmm. of the old Luke and what he'll look like in episode seven. Oh, interesting. Light-shaded off-white.
1: Oh, interesting. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like... it's gonna be kinda of like um oh what's that uh March thing. Anyway. Everyone's everyone's an Irish person on that. St. Patrick's Day? St. Patrick's Day. Everyone's gonna be a Star Wars fan in December. Everybody. Of course. Yeah. All right, number three, I agree, Jeff, the dark one so reminded me of Palpatine from episode three. Yeah. Do it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Number
0: four, I'm sorry, but Merlin's wand? Well, at some point, will we see any Harry Potter references, any hippogriffs?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: And I think somebody saw, I think maybe it was Helga, the the, the hat from Harry Potter in uh, The Rumpel's, sorting want, Yeah, the, the sorting hat. hat. Yeah. yeah. That could be.
1: You never know. Number five,
0: Disney reference, getting lost in the woods, walking around in circles. Was that the same forest that Pooh and Piglet got lost in?
1: Oh, Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
0: It's possible. Number six, another Harry reference. The sword in the stone reminded me of the Gryffindor sword Mm -hmm. that Harry pulled out of the hat in the second movie.
1: I have not seen that movie in so long that I don't recall that part, but sounds about right.
0: The same red ruby stone in the hilt Mm -hmm. and the writing on the blade. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to revisit those films as well. It's been a while. I've seen them. Number seven, did I hear a Wilhelm scream when Emma choked the peddler? I ought I, to listen again. I, 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 I'm i usually pretty good at hearing those, but yeah, I, I did not yeah. recall. Finally, back to the 80s, uh, dark one giving Emma a taste. Huey Lewis and the news, everybody. I want a new drug, one that won't make me sick, one that won't make me crash my VW bug, or make me feel three feet thick. There you go.
1: That's awesome. All the,
0: all the '80s. I love it. And I did. I can't remember uh, who who sent this, but I did kind of want to play this to, to Camelot and everything.
2: My liege, Camelot, Camelot, Camelot. It's only a model. Knights, I bid you welcome to your new home. Let us ride to Camelot. Camelot.
0: We
2: dance at the round table. We dance where we're able. We do routines to all the scenes. The in impeccable. We dine well here in Camelot. We eat ham and jam and spam a lot. To push the pram No, <laughs> 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 so on second thoughts, let's not go to Camelot. It is a silly place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so there you go. I I, I, I edited
0: it down. Please don't sue me, anybody. It's just... Yeah. It's no,
1: that's a fantastic fair use. clip. Fair you know, anyway. It's a fantastic clip. Because so, that is a very funny movie, by the way.
0: Yeah, and if, if anyone has gone or will go to the Once Upon a Time uh, rock opera, the Charming Stein song reminded me of that. Yes, that whole yes. thing. It was yes. pretty funny. All right, so... Uh, can't wait for the next episode. Back to uh, Dan's email. Hold on to your hats, dearies. We're in for a bumpy ride. Peace mm-hmm. always, Dan Hyatt, Boston, Mass. Thanks, Dan.
1: Thank you so, so much, much for that. Such great references.
0: Love yes, it. Yes, yeah. And I, it's been so long. Pooh and Piglet and all I that. know. I, yeah,
1: I know.
0: All right. This is from Brad. All right, guys, we're back for season five. So sit back, relax, and don't let anyone ruin your chi.
1: I'm trying to get mine back in order. Wow.
0: Ham <laughs> and cheese. Okay, now, on to the things I Spam learned and
1: this week.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> you went there. I know that. I had to take the yeah. opening.
0: I know. Now, on, <laughs> on to the things I learned this week in the episode, The Dark Swan." Even a wizard needs a part-time job. Hey, that's right. You know they that's hire. True, they, they hire little you know people to come and break up kids making out or something in the theater. Hey, stop that!
1: Right, exactly. Sneaking in the theater. Hey, don't do hey, that. It's not nice.
0: Don't steal that Apollo bar over there, little girl. It's not. It's not <laughs> nice. All right, uh, number two, Mister Gold is actually just in a deep sleep after suffering from decades of insomnia.
1: <laughs> now and, and the, okay, that's true, okay, because the dark now, ones don't need sleep.
0: That's right. But let me say this, which
1: is also very much like what?
0: Well, Nightmare on Elm Street. No vampires. Okay, but that's another thing. Is I think highlight. Yeah, that was, <laughs> the
1: sparkly vampire, the Citizen
0: Kane of. Uh, Romantic drama movies
1: Hey, I liked the movies don't, oh, I know, don't Lord. kill me everybody But good I do Lord. Don't send any I enjoyed uh, them mm. Mm. <laughs>
0: Okay So, uh, yeah, no But w- what, it, what I was thinking of Is there Are they kind of hinting That maybe This is part of as a dream Maybe I mean, you know
1: Sure, why not You can't sleep I But seriously We cannot have the whole And I'm going to date myself here and saying this. Bobby Ewing didn't die. He was just in the shower. Come on.
0: I know. Please don't. But I I just, that's the one thing I thought I was I'm going to
1: seriously, like, beg Eddie and Adam, please don't make this a Bob Newhart, you know, dream. You know, the whole Newhart show was... A dream sequence. Don't make it the Bobby Ewing didn't really die. He was just in the shower no, thing. No, no, no. That's they been won't. used. Nah. It's been done. They won't. I hope not because sweet Lord help us all. That's just, it's been done.
0: And if they do, they brought Megan back, which was my wish. So well, that's fine they, and Danny, um, but. That's nice. Dude. All right. Number, <laughs> number three. Always be sure to secure the condiments before traveling to another realm. You've got to. <laughs> It's well, important.
1: And the glasses and everything else, too. And the, the rose and, and the. Yeah. Sure. All right. Number four.
0: Oftentimes, a good punch is required before showing mercy. <laughs> or a heart yanking out or something. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, there was a lot of stuff in that uh, dialogue between Emma and Merida, but it just yeah. really happened so fast. It was just. It did. Yeah. It really did. When you're hungry for power. Break yourself a piece of that Excalibur.
1: There you go. Is that a a Kit Kat bar reference? It probably is. (laughs) Give me a break. Give me a break of that Excalibur sword.
0: Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. And And then give it to somebody who you know will help you. Number six. After 28 years in Storybrooke, still nobody knows the name of the man with the mop. That's true. Yeah, and listen, I looked it up, and it's Nurse Ratchet with a D. Yeah, I thought it was Nurse Nurse Ratchet with a T.
1: No, it's ra- Ratchet. Was,
0: who Who knew? Yeah, I finally watched that whole movie. It's very depressing.
1: It's really just, yeah. It's a disturbing movie.
0: I I didn't. Uh, man,
1: it was really tough. I should
0: to have watched the Winnie the, the Pooh. All right, even better. Uh, number. Seven sneezy likes to wear women's clothing. Well, yeah, <laughs> especially if it's a power coat that's red.
1: Yeah, know. yeah.
0: But yeah, he was he was in charge. He was so happy driving along. <laughs> that's right. Which I know how to so sheriff. So
1: funny, Mister Mister Pharmacist, yeah. which I think is hilarious. But then loses his memory when he gets pushed over the he town a line. He got promotion though, man. He got a major promotion, and it was self promotion. Yeah. I'm surprised All Grumpy right. let him. Well,
0: Grumpy's busy running down the street warning people of stuff. That's true. Yeah, I, wonder, uh, I wonder who's going to wear Graham's coat. Anyway, uh, number eight, Dr. Whale should seriously recommend that everyone in Storybook start taking Prevagen? Prevagen? Some memory thing immediately to boost memory function.
1: Oh yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't.
0: I I, I don't know. I forgot how to pronounce that.
1: Memory. <laughs> 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 okay, right. moving right along. Number
0: nine, Rumple is not a fan of the Scottish accent. Well, that's
1: no, pretty- which is very funny because yeah. again, and we mentioned that his accent, his real accent, Robert, is very. It's a very thick Scottish brogue. And it's sometimes very difficult to understand what he's saying because he says it so quickly, so rapidly and very quiet and with that heavy, heavy accent. And so, yeah, he, it's pretty he, funny. It,
0: was, it would have been funny if he had like a list of things. Break a neck or steal her identity or you know, just they add this list of things. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going to do that. You know, steal her shoes. Oh, I might do that. I don't know. All right, uh, number 10. Whiplash is a common side effect of wee magical love taps. Mm hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Or a movie about drumming. I have yet yes. to see that. Burning questions from Brad. Dun, 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 dun. I need a theme. Burning questions. Uh, when Rumple beca- became the Dark One, did Zoso appear in his mind to tempt him?
1: That's what I wondered, too. Yeah. and here's the thing well here's the reality of it Rumpel's not really dead he's just in a coma Mm -hmm. and it was imagination it was Emma's imagination basically manifesting Rumpel to her you know so she could see him when Zoso died did he just go away and Rumpel was left on his own and if Zoso wasn't there was, was there a number of other people or was it Rumpel's own imagination playing tricks on him again
0: Expound on that. Again, what do you mean?
1: Well, so like, did he imagine his own self as Rumpel's, as the dark one? Do you know what I'm saying? As Uh, a familiarity, because that's all he knew.
0: I've listened to most, not all, Mm -hmm. half of the Once Upon a Time podcast talking about this episode. Yeah. No one has mentioned this thing. When has someone... Seeing someone else that was not them, like this. well, Rumple
1: did when he saw Belle,
0: faux Belle, on the Neverland. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So this has happened before. This it kind has. of a thing, right? So, right. I just wanted to say that it might come into play later. What's the story about how Lancelot is still alive? <laughs> That's a good point.
1: That's a very good point.
0: Uh, up to this point, we were led to believe that Cora had killed him and took yes. over his body with heart and all that. Yeah. Well, no, shifted as him. Shapeshifted, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Adam, Eddie, I refer this question to you. When Bay and Rumpel spoke of forces greater than themselves who conspired to make things happen, could that greater force have been Merlin? Yeah. Possibly. I would think so. Both he and the apprentice knew the fate of Emma and Lily. So why not every other person in all the realms?
1: Maybe they are the key to like everything.
0: You know, a lot of people kind of think that maybe, you know, Merlin, well, look, whenever we're missing a person and we knew, we know that person's coming. We always kind of fit other people in there that are maybe new. Like, it's Merlin's Lily's father. Or, you right. know what I mean? All right. these different things. Right. But but I still think that we're following this chain back. You know, Rumple and this and that. And the Dark Ones and Zoso and all this kind of thing. And I think that... Um, uh, oh, that dog. I lost my train of thought. Anyway, uh, it's... Oh, I think Blue is going to be at the end of everything because Blue's yeah. the, the oldest and the most rule and all this kind of stuff I yeah. think she's behind all this stuff mm-hmm. that's just what I think
1: we've said that before
0: yep. that's all for now Brad thank you Brad so much for that and now we have some voicemails and here we go <laughs> not my favorite theme music, but I like it.
1: Yeah, it's very it's pretty. Kind of. Okay.
0: You gotta, which one is? First, this one here. Okay. I think I've got it in the right order. So here is our first voicemail. Mm-hmm. And there's the dog. Okay, I'm play it here.
2: Hi, Jeff and Colleen. This is Andrea from uh, Los Angeles, California, and a few thoughts on the Dark One. Uh, I don't see the episode, even though I'm pretty much now just watching the rumble, but this episode is entertaining. And I have a few points. One, if Bumble is the manifestation in, of the Dark Sloth, and we said, um, I guess that means that those who was doing the same thing to Rumble for all these centuries. Uh, point two, love the bell and blueberry food. I uh, well, we want more call more bell. Love uh, the, the rose and beauty and beauty. It's nice to see, uh, you know, images from that story. Except I think it was maybe more intense before the bell to carry around an object where had the magic mirror from the movie instead of the rose. Also, this goes from our theory that i had for a long time,
1: The they're going to try
2: and stretch out all the rumble Dusted they can two of the scares, drinking, and remotely happy up until the next year when we celebrate the 25th anniversary of being a beast story. I know you can apply more to tie it in. Cool. Okay. Uh, Regi- point three. Regina is right, so if there's a mom, he's my research character, in the a study proof of why. Uh, first, he needs his image an and his love for his mom in order to get to help them. And then, once they have him, he needs a little plant. Next year, has to the okay, um, point four, uh, another slip negative, um, once again, um, Hook continues his grand tradition of going after those more smaller women than him, uh, but going after the even though according to June she used to raise, he still was going after a pregnant woman. This uh, follows a pattern where he done it before, with um, innocent women, shooting girls, federal heart, children, giving baited hands, and cripples, spinning them. And fuck that. This is kind of just starting anywhere. We're supposed to be on Team Hero, I hardly doubt it. Um, also another point, uh plot point in this uh, hook keeping the potion to enchant hook, if I recall, in the episode of Queen of Hearts, Regina was the one who had the potion, she enchanted the hook and she had said it was a one time thing. When we went to Pola and couldn't do with her, they used that for the war of heart. So this was a major plot hole right here. Also, Emma's appearance in curious to know comes she's in dark and scary, and Rumpel immediately became a dark one. He became dark and scary, and Emma has not. So um, I wonder why. Yeah, they used to want to agree with her. Out. And last point, how many people are going to be jumping around from realm to realm? This is what? Number six, Marlon, Ingrid, um, yeah. Yeah. A thing in the apprentice, the leader from the dark and scary, but what the source can be jumping around I don't like this because it makes it seem like it negates the importance of Rumpel and in Virginia and casting the curse. They um, should have gone back. Uh, yes, it's longer from North um, California. I got cut off another call because I have one more point. you know, the realm jumping, entire one. Jumping around some realms, like crossing borders, like uh, crossing state borders, it was that easy. I think it negates the importance of the curse and Virginia and locals. I think that she feels bad for making it very, like, uh, very hard to go from around the especially going from the French island to Ireland. I meant that should look at heart and not be at the same video.
1: Um, That's it. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you much. Um, There were a couple points where it was a little hard to hear because it was very quiet, but I got the gist of it, and I know that there were a couple things that were... Um, you know, there was the plot hole with the enchanting of the hook Mm -hmm. where Regina gave him the potion, but then he's saying he got it from somewhere else. And so, yeah, I totally got that point. Um, there were a couple of points about, you know, uh, comparing stuff to, you know, how pan hook and the whole pan, I kind of get the sense that, um, Cook's not the favorite character. <laughs> I know. So, and then I know, you know, seeing the rumbell stuff, I know that she liked Bell a lot. So definitely uh, with the anniversary coming up pretty soon, there is a possibility that that's going to, you know, come into play a bit more since that is a big deal. And I'm sure they know about it. So, no, um, interesting points. And like I said, I mean, the jumping of the realms to realm. It happens. I mean, I guess they they have to figure out a way to move the story along. And I'm not sure how they they do that, accomplish that without having people jump like that.
0: Well, and I think that the, the memory thing is kind of like when you start a movie and you start at the end. And then the rest of the movie, you fill in the gaps to see how you got there. Right. It's a classic thing. They use it a lot and and all that. But um, just the one suggestion I would give to Andrea is um, please send us an email as well as this or in lieu of the voicemail because it was was really difficult for me to get it and – Colleen's a little better at it than I am, but I, but I think an email would be good because we could see see your points exactly, and yeah. w- we'd love to see them and kind of discuss them and, and all that. I and I think a lot of a lot of the issues that I think you you saw, I mean, that's probably definitely from Adam and Eddie. I I don't have any type of answer as to why or or, <laughs> or whatever, but um, so
1: but yeah, no, that's. Um, like I said, I, there are some, definitely some good points. But, yeah, there. Were, I think there was a couple places where it was really hard to hear because there's background noises is what I thought I heard. So, anyway. So, but hopefully we answered the question at least or at least commented on it to, you know, to satisfaction.
0: So, thank you so much for listening. Yes. And for that. And let me go back to my notes page. All right. So, we will do this here. All right, I want to send big love out to everyone. We all need big love, and I think we need to pass on some as well. Mm-hmm. I have a blog post coming about the dark side of OUAT fandom on social media, and I think we need to pass on big love but the interesting thing is i think that people that struggle with that kind of thing don't listen to podcasts at all so yeah that's an interesting thing so anyway big love to you all please take what you need and it sounds like people have bad days bad weeks bad months and really tough times so take what you need and pass it on and uh until tomorrow the price we'll be doing our first thoughts tomorrow yeah so take care guys and uh have a great day and we will talk to you soon bye and this is jeff and colleen Sam. bye-bye see you later bye-bye and i gotta find it. there it is thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the once upon a time fan podcast this is a roney zone media production Our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. You can contact us by going to com slash contact. You can also connect with us on social media by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, we invite you to go to com slash support. There's a number of ways that you can help us out, and we truly thank you for it. The Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time.